Leaving the Star Wars galaxy is impossible, right? Kind of defeats the whole purpose. Or does it? Ahsoka is expanding the Star Wars universe to new heights and in new ways. But is it all going to come crashing down? Or is it a plan for something bigger? And how does this affect the Star Wars timeline? Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Let's jump in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. The hype for Ahsoka is here. It's real. It is palpable. I'm actually really enjoying the show. Same. Like, same. I, I've been... Just recently, I've stayed away from all the reviews more recently. I feel like I don't I don't need that. I don't need that negativity in my life kind of thing. But I, I crumpled a little bit today researching this episode. I did find some reviews and some people are saying it's meh. I think they're just complaining that they don't have enough to complain about. Mm, yeah. That's the thing is this is what a pretty, pretty solid okay show is, mm-hmm. is now. This is the buildup. It's mm-hmm. not, we're not heading straight into big action moments yeah. right away mm-hmm. um maybe everyone's just gotten used to mandalorian and the highs and yeah, lows and well, highs and lows and the fact that we're so far into that show that we already are familiar with the yeah, characters the it's expectation like people for it. aren't used to or like it's that new it's the new show thing where like people aren't like they're learning the language of exactly it. Okay. exactly yeah yeah so we'll see how it goes i'm really enjoying it let us know your thoughts and if you really are enjoying it also when this episode goes up on tuesday that same night after the episode comes out basically as soon as uh, we leave watching that episode we are going to be doing a live stream breaking down our thoughts 7 p.m mst mountain standard time is when the episode drops and then immediately after that we're going to be hopping on a live stream talking about our thoughts mm-hmm. so make sure you come to the youtube channel star wars uplink for all that fun stuff yeah you get all our initial yeah, initial takes. right <laughs> off the presses you get to talk to us we get to see your thoughts you get to hear our thoughts right after the show. it's It's been a fun time really enjoying that. But now, let's get into the Star Wars eras. Mm-hmm. Star Wars, the website, StarWars.com, has detailed everything that they now consider to be an era in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And this is important for a variety of reasons, but the, I think the main one is that we now have like a canonical source of what the eras are. Mm-hmm. Up until this point, very much it was a fan-made thing. Yeah. It was like, this section is this era, and then this section is this era, mm-hmm. and we kind of set that standard as fans, and then they've kind of become adopted more by Lucasfilm and Disney. But now we have like a canonical source, it's a whole interactive website, it's actually pretty sweet. Yeah. But with that, they have all of the eras. Obviously, some of them are grayed out because we don't have the Dawn of the Jedi yet, we don't have the new Jedi Order yet, because those movies haven't come out yet. <laughs> yeah. But it's exciting. Mm -hmm. It makes a lot of sense. I'm kind of surprised we didn't have this sooner. Mm -hmm. And it honestly makes me so proud as a partaker and creator of fan fiction myself. Yeah. Uh, Not the fiction necessarily in Star Wars, but but that the fans have made this and now it has come to be a thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's just it warms my heart to see that we have power. Um, (laughs) That's a good take on it. Yeah. Yeah, for people that don't know, uh, Sydney and her sister do a fan graphic novel on Avatar The Last Airbender called mm-hmm. Avatar Strife and Harmony. And so she has a, obviously that's a that's a fun little note that I didn't yeah. think about. Yeah, a little about. nod yeah. to like, I see but you. Yeah. 
I see you. All, all of the stuff like Star Wars wouldn't be this big without the fandom. Mm-hmm. And I think this is another good step on it. We're getting more of like a legitimate look at how they're approaching internally and how we approached it externally around Star Wars eras. Mm-hmm. And l- let me give the I the, they have this really fun like overview that I think is a really good encapsulation of it. Every saga has a beginning, middle, and end. The stories of the galaxy far, far away span thousands of years with eras defined along a mythological timeline, giving context to its past, present, and future. As Star Wars continues to expand and evolve, these eras provide a sense of scope to an epic tale still being told. We've got the Dawn of the Jedi, the Old Republic, the High Republic, Fall of the Jedi, Reign of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, the New Republic, Rise of the First Order, and New Jedi Order. Like I mentioned earlier, there are multiple reasons why this is such a big deal, but one of the biggest ones, and this was really started off at Star Wars Celebration, Mm. was the inclusion of the Old Republic. Yeah. While technically Star Wars The Old Republic, the MMORPG online, is really holding that whole front off, in terms of the old republic this this is a, another step of legitimizing that we now have uh, there aren't any games or movies or anything in that yet because this is the first time star wars celebration and this is the first time it's really been canon hmm it's a uh, it's an interesting time it, it's it surprises me that it hasn't been explored more right because it's a really fun time uh-huh. so the high republic was kind of like an ease into that direction but it's only based i think 200 years before the phantom menace so there uh, that's where it ends and then it goes back a couple hundred years before that but that that's the timeline there old republic is like i think a 2000 year span hmm, it's like wow. multiple thousands of years Honestly, it might be even more than that. But multiple thousands of years, that spans a whole variety of things. Knights of the Old Republic uh, was a big part of it. It was kind of like the the cement of the foundation of what the Star Wars universe is. Mm-hmm. They say this, Republic is founded among the worlds of the Galactic Core and the Jedi Order emerges to protect it. A schism within the Jedi leads to the creation of the Sith in this epic era. That's the, that's the scope in the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's most exciting about it. So this has been the new takes on like the books, like the the new books that are coming out. That are in the this High era. Republic is. Oh, that's High Republic. Yeah. Oh, so Old Republic has nothing. That. Yeah. <gasps> Whoa. That's what makes this so exciting. Again, huh. this is something that we're first. We're this is like the first legitimate look at Star Wars actually noticing and in, and. In, Putting into effect the Old Republic into the Star Wars timeline. Mm. It's surprising, and it's it's good to see them, because they've gotten so big, well, I mean, they were big to, be, to begin with, but mm-hmm. because they've gotten so much bigger in, like, these, I guess we'll call them, I mean, yeah, They're in these eras. eras, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they literally call it, starwars.com slash eras. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like they do have to fill in those gaps because of they, their announcement of like the very beginning of the Jedi mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, they so now need something like, in between. Okay, they're now like, we need crap, to like we actually to. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta fill in these gaps or people are gonna get a little uh, testy. That is a very good point. Yeah, because they did the Dawn of the Jedi, but like there's a Dawn of the Jedi takes place like twenty five thousand years before I think the Old Republic or definitely the the prequels what's in between dawn of the jedi and the high republic there's got to be an era there right there's got to be a story there yeah they basically forced themselves to announce that the old republic is mm-hmm. is canon it's but in, in legends there was a lot of content there were the actual mm-hmm. old republic books mm-hmm. wide variety of them there was a lot of video game content yep. the knights of the old republic games as well as other games that are set or at least have flashbacks in those periods the comics 
all of the stuff in the extended universe and legends, there was a lot in there. Now they nuked everything. There's currently nothing in there, but the Old Republic does have a description and it's prepping the way for more content in that era to come. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this is going to be one of those moments where like we're going to get all of this like up to the new, we call it the Ray movie, the uh, the reforming of whatever Jedi Order or whatever they're going to be doing. New Jedi, new Jedi, Jedi Order. Order is what the era that's is what called. The era is. I wonder if that's where they're going to stop and then that's when the new show about the old Jedi comes in and then they're going to kind of like work backwards out. So I think the strategy here, this is just me thinking about it. This is what I think makes sense. Doesn't even mean it's true. Doesn't mean anything like that. But from what I would take, the strategy that Disney and Lucasfilm are taking towards Star Wars now is not going to be around a trilogy anymore. Mm. It's going to be how broad of an audience can we hit and how many stories can we tell in this universe and i think what they're going to do depending on whichever movie gets finished first they're going to say okay if dawn of the jedi gets finished first they're going to do dawn of the jedi first and then they're going to go to the new jedi order but we're going to see instead of like i mean previously it was Skywalker Saga movie interim solo project movie Skywalker Saga movie interim solo project movie skywalker saga thing and then they had all the tv shows that kind of filled the gaps in between each of those i think going forward we're going to see the movies and the tv shows leading the charge in bringing a wide variety of content into star wars Mm. it will be very interesting to see with them trying to hit such a large audience what that looks like. I mean, mm-hmm. they've already seemingly have had some issues yeah. with creative differences and Well, not like even that. that, but just following the story along. Mm-hmm. People uh, yeah. that watch Mando season three, a lot of that audience didn't watch Book of Boba Fett and mm-hmm. were super confused going from season two to season three. Or if you prepped beforehand of like, oh, the new Mando shows are back. Let me turn on my Disney Plus subscription and rewatch all the Mando episodes. You're going to go Mando season one, season two, Season three, right? That's what the normal person would do, but apparently you're not supposed to do that. What? Yeah. And I think that's going to be a big problem, especially with Dave Filoni's project. If you look at Ahsoka from a an average fan perspective, someone who didn't watch the animated shows, are they going to enjoy Ahsoka as much? And I think you can say that same thing about Dave Filoni's ultimate movie, which mm-hmm. is going to be around the Mandoverse. It's going to tie everything together. But unless you've watched all of the Mandoverse shows, have you watched all three seasons of Mandalorian? Have you watched Book of Boba Fett? Have you watched Ahsoka Mm -hmm. and its various seasons? Have you watched what we assume is going to be in that same universe, Skeleton Crew? Have you watched season two of Ahsoka if it gets to that point? You need to be able to tell a story in your Dave Filoni movie Mm -hmm. that everyone can watch. Mm -hmm. The grandma who just likes Star Wars because she watched it growing up, you need to get her too. I think that's going to be the real struggle. That's, oof, yeah, I, mm, I don't know. I don't know if it can be done. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's the experiment here. It's very exciting to see where's it going to go. Mm-hmm. I think that's where Ahsoka and all of these other projects are really coming together to tell something very unique in this universe that we haven't seen before. Yeah. Speaking of Ahsoka, though. Yes. We do have something on the topic of timelines, on the topic of the universe getting wider and broader and and everything getting even bigger scale and scope and all that stuff. We have something in Ahsoka that we, we're nev- we've never gotten. Mm-hmm. 
they've mentioned it in Legends. Well, technically, it, I think there are a couple of examples of this. And while we do have examples of this in canon as well, this is the first big scale of it. What the heck am I talking about here? I'm talking about going from the Star Wars galaxy that we know, where all of the stories that we know are told, leaving that galaxy and going to a new one. Going to the one that Thrawn and Ezra went to. Yeah. That's the whole story of Ahsoka right now. The villains, the heroes, everyone is trying to get Thrawn and Ezra and find a way in between these galaxies. And they're looking at it from very different perspectives. Hmm. This is really interesting. Okay, so we've always had, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, uh-huh. And now we're going to go to a gal- another galaxy far, far away. Like, yeah. what? Galaxyception. This, this is breaking my brain. Yeah. Um. So just just like our <laughs> universe, we have multiple galaxies. Like there's the Milky Way. There's the other ones that have stupid names and that kind of thing. Where like they have a variety of places that like have other kinds of planets that are close to Earth. There's a gradient here. So if we look at the galaxy, there are two separate galaxies. There's multiple galaxies within Star Wars and the universe of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. An example of this, you can look at wild space. While technically it is on the far reaches of our own Star Wars galaxy, mm-hmm. there's a barrier in Legends that was built up that is hard to get past. Mm-hmm. It is unmapped. Hard. You need s- some intense power. You need the ability to travel and not go into a black hole or anything like that. And this barrier that was built up hundreds of thousands of years ago is quite strong unless you know where to attack it from. Hmm. There are holes in this barrier. So this is kind of like uh, what Jedi Survivor was doing. Exactly. That was an an example that I wanted to bring up was Jedi Survivor has an example of another galaxy or at least planet or something along those lines built up from the High Republic. You needed a specific way to get there. You had to travel through the specific route and be able to traverse the specific way to reach this specific place. Okay, so let me get this straight. Ezra and Thrawn were pretty much like banished there. Yeah, let's do a little bit of a Rebels recap here. Because of the space whales? Yes, so Ezra was able to communicate to the Purgles, the space whales, and use them... In conjunction, so they all wrapped around Thrawn's ship and they took the whole ship into wild space and we now know... And beyond. Beyond. (laughs) Into the other galaxy. And that was something we didn't think was possible because Purgles, while they were the origins of hyperspace, they were never really studied past that of like, oh, we can use them for space travel, right? But apparently you can do intergalactic travel with them too. And that's uh, what we're seeing now come to fruition in Ahsoka. Uh, okay, so please tell me that there's been some scientists studying this, these pearls. You would think so. Good heavens. I think Hu Yang is going to be a big part of this mm. because like, he's older than Yoda. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. He's older than the Jedi Order. Dang, he's looking good for only right? 70% or 75% yeah. of his parts exactly. being and original. Still, like, yeah. what? <laughs> Who made this thing? <laughs> Oh my gosh, indestructible. He's got a database on all the lightsabers he's ever made. He's got a database on those Jedi who made the lightsabers. Like He's got a massive strength here, and I think he's going to be the secret to all of this, which is why he's here in such a big role. But if you look at this, like 
The whole Star Wars galaxy, everything that we know about in Star Wars is in this one universe, this one galaxy. It has a variety of planets, a variety of infrastructure, a variety of life in it. And then you find this map that's going to lead you outside of it. Another good example of this is Rise of Skywalker. Mm. If you look at Kylo going to try to track down Exegol, Mm -hmm. that's another example of this very specific kind of travel to get a very specific place. Mm. So that's what all it is. You need to know or you need to have some way to get there. It looks like Balin and Morgan Elsbeth and all all of these, that, that bad guy quote unquote is using brute force power mm-hmm. they're getting the hyperdrives and engines from star destroyers and wrapping them all together into the eye of Zion it's really fascinating seeing that cause like whoa this is so like <laughs> what was it Clone Wars yeah like the little the little mm-hmm. hyper you get the little fighter fighter yeah, jets yeah. like Obi-Wan drives yeah. and then he the, sticks then into it getting that hyperdrive thing yeah. with circle and this is just like this massive thing mm-hmm. it's that it's the same thing specifically designed for that intergalactic travel i like i like the nod to that like yeah. oh that's cool like, that's cool but then now you we look can... at it and the scale of yeah. it's insane yeah, like i was like, re-watching wait. the clips for that before this episode and i was like that's huge yeah. it's massive uh-huh. it's like a small planet Mm-hmm. it's a moon yeah <laughs> And they're trying to brute force it. And mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. what I imagine is going to happen is Ahsoka and crew are going to try to find the specific way to... I mean, they're going to need some power. But maybe they rope in the Purgles. Or there's right? an example in Legends where a group of Jedi were able to band together and uh, try to find a way to traverse. Hmm, like force jumping. Yeah. Kind of like what the Chiss do, mm-hmm. where they have the very... Um, the, the young chiss girls that are force sensitive Mm -hmm. and are able to tell when and where to jump to they were like a big key to the early like hyperdrive lanes Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah and especially with the chiss because they live in such a treacherous Mm -hmm. area where hyperdrive lanes lanes, aren't like specific like they change yeah they change and they're oftentimes obstructed and Mm -hmm. crazy stuff so yeah makes sense yeah, that's that's it, a good point. It would be really fascinating, A, to see Purgles in live action. Yeah. And... We, I mean, we've already seen them in Ahsoka. Have we? Yeah. Balin looks up and there's one, like a shadow of one going huh. by. Oh. Yeah. And did Baby Yoda see something? Yep. Did he see a yep. Purgle? Uh-huh. Okay. When they were in hyperspace okay. in Mando so, Season 3. So, we're getting strong. Mm-hmm. We're getting strong Purgle... Purgle vibes. Inputs it's, here. It's giving Purgle. It's giving Purgle. It's giving Purgle travel. <laughs> cool. Okay. Yeah. Mm. It's going to be interesting. I really do. It would be a nice thing to see the brute force way mm-hmm. and the gentle, natural Purgle way. Yeah. That would be a really interesting take. Uh, I don't know. It, I'll be curious to see how they do that, if they mm-hmm. do that, and what their answers to these things are. Yeah. I think we need to ask the question of, like, why are they deciding to do this? I think it it makes a lot of sense that that was where they were leading to Rebels, Mm -hmm. but why are we trying to do this now? And I think ultimately it's a strategy by Lucasfilm, by Dave Filoni, by all of these people in the higher-ups, is, like, to give them another playground to tell stories in Mm -hmm. that don't have the rules that we know. Mm -hmm. If you go to another galaxy... You can say, well, this is how it worked in the Star Wars galaxy, but this is how it works in this galaxy. Hmm. So it gives them the ability to say 
and say different things, one, tell different stories, and have different rules for those stories. Mm, that's interesting. Huh. And it you can do... <laughs> It's kind of it's a different sandbox. You don't mm-hmm. you don't mess up the sand castles over here yeah. in this box. Instead, you can just jump over here. Mm-hmm. And There's no retconning needed yeah, because no you're in retcon, a different place. Don't need to mess with anyone's timelines or anything. Mm-hmm. You're totally elsewhere. Yeah, and anything has happened, and whatever needs to happen can happen. Mm-hmm. In a way, it's almost like is this just a cheap like we can just make what we need to happen happen? Yeah. But honestly, maybe but this is the best way. But you can tell different stories because you open the open the floodgates because you've got the Yuuzhan Vong that are able to like be told in those stories, mm-hmm. and you have the Rakuten Empire, which is like mm-hmm. one of the biggest examples. Yeah. Also, funny that earlier in the episode talking about Knights of the Old Republic, Rakuten Empire introduced the Knights of the Old Republic, and um, they were a a conquering species, uh, going from galaxy to galaxy, claiming each galaxy. Mm-hmm. The galaxies themselves. Yes. So Whoa. they had a very powerful ship that was able to go through the spaces and conquer each. So if you look at like the types of stories that they can play around mm-hmm. with now that they've opened up this kind of storytelling, mm. that's really exciting because we can have these stories that didn't necessarily make sense. I mean, it's kind of wild to think about Rakuten Empire being in our galaxy of Star Wars. Mm. But if we look at it and be like, oh, they're in that galaxy, it makes a lot of sense. And it gives you the fear of like, what if they do come to our galaxy? Do you think they will be there or did they... I would like to see them there. I don't think we're going to see that no. for a while in yeah. Star Wars, honestly. But they've opened the floodgates. Are they canon? No. Okay. Actually, yes. Oh. Technically, they are because Have of Andor. Seen, seen signs of them? The crystal mm. is from the Rakuten Empire. Oh. So, technically, they are canon now. <laughs> There's something there. Yeah. Mm. But I think the Grisk is where we're going to see the most kind mm. of like storytelling with how Wild Space comes into this effect. Because the Grisk we see in the, the canon Thrawn novels. Mm. We see them in the old novels as well. And it's just, they're very fascinating. And I think that's like the hunter threat in wild space are the Grisk. Mm. Okay, so just so that I'm clear, we have the galaxy we know and love mm-hmm. of Star Wars. Yeah. And then we have wild space, which is a part of the same galaxy, but it's just hard to get to. It's that middle gray area closer to our side in between the galaxies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not even really a part of the galaxy. It's just kind of Technically, there. it is. It's like the little yeah. fuzzy, light, It's where blue people stuff. stopped. <laughs> people stopped actually, like, mapping. Okay. And then you go into wild space. And then eventually there's just, like, a nothingness. And then you have to get somewhere and somehow you can, through that. You have to stop because of the boundary of the galaxy. At least in Legends, we don't know how necessarily they're doing it in canon. But yeah, wild space is this very ambiguous yeah. term okay. that encapsulates both the unmapped regions of our Star Wars galaxy and anything and else. Whatever you need to traverse much. to get to a different galaxy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's kind of like the expl- explanation gotcha. for it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Because I was just thinking like wild space is just like wild west. It's still a galaxy part. But it's well, that's not... kind of what we thought until they in, like, yeah, until... introduced the whole like, oh no, it's another galaxy mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Okay, so this is where we're at now. Mm -hmm. Very good. It's very (laughs) exciting. Let us know your thoughts on what we discussed today. Do you have any theories about what's going to be happening next? Let us know in the comments below. And hey, join us Tuesday 
probably about 8 p.m. Mountain Time or about 7 p.m. Pacific Time for our live stream thoughts on the new Ahsoka episode. As always, hey, thanks for listening. You can check it out on everywhere you find podcasts. Check out our YouTube channel. And as always, thanks for listening. May the Force be with you.